What can I say but Merry Christmas to everybody watching. My God, we have had a wonderful time. This is my favorite time of the year. And we've been preaching a series called The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. This is the final part, part five. And I like this part. This series is all about the characters of Christmas. And today we finish out with the best one, Jesus Christ the son of the living God, the king of kings, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright morning star. My God, he's more than a religious figure. He is God incarnate in the flesh. What a blessing of the Lord. Let's go right now to part five of this series called The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Be blessed. So let's get into this part five here dealing with Jesus. And I want to start reading Luke chapter two. We'll start reading with Verse six, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son. Let me stop for a minute. Her firstborn son. Is it possible there was a secondborn and a thirdborn? Now, some people say the mother of God ever a virgin. I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to say yeah. I'm not going to say that. But I do know he had brothers and sisters. And I know what the I know what theologians say. You know that they, uh, Joseph had sons and blah 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 this and that and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with Mary having a baby. Thank you for that Holy Ghost grunt, other than Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that, my Lord, by, by no means. And, uh, and because she was a very lovable person and a wonderful person. So they said the firstborn. Now, I know I've read all the books and all the different things, but they say about that. And, uh, and you know, if God doesn't say much about something, we shouldn't say a lot. Because we get in the, usually get in the error when we begin to say something that we shouldn't say. So let me read that again. Verse 7. And she brought forth her firstborn, wrapped him in swaddling clothes. So we go from the, right there, just that statement, from the manger to the cross. He's born to die. And laid him in a manger, a water trough, because he's the living water. A manger is a place where you put water in for cattle and sheep and things of that nature to drink from. Because there was no room for them in the end. Do you know there's still no room in the end of people's hearts? There's a lot of people's hearts that's just full of other things and God can't get in there if he wanted to. They'd rather stay on the outside. Notice that. I never forget years ago, I was in New York. I walked in, got to my, and, and you know, they started charging me, you know, at, uh, uh, I checked in at three o'clock. They started charging me at 12 and I got there at five and they said my room wasn't ready. And I said, no, you don't understand. I need to get in my room. We'll take your clothes and your suitcase and put it in a, <laughs> a little room. I said, no, no, you've been charging me since 12 o'clock. How come not my room's not ready? You know, I said, I bet you your descendants came from Bethlehem. Because <laughs> Jesus couldn't get in his room neither. Our ancestors, excuse me, his ancestors. He couldn't get in his room neither. She goes, maybe, maybe they were, I don't know. Isn't that amazing? Let me read that again. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Then the next verse talks about the shepherds. I want to go to verse 11. Something miraculous happens here in verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior. So he was more than a baby. What got these people excited was, see, they didn't come just to see a baby. The Magi didn't come just to see a baby. They came to see a Savior, a Savior of the world. This is the first time the word Savior is used in the New Testament right there. A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So Jesus has very, if you think about Jesus' names, 
He's first Jesus, then he's Christ, then he's Lord. Think about that for a minute. His name is Yeshua, Jehovah, Savior, Jesus, and then Christ, the anointed one, then sacrifice, the anointed one in his anointing, and then Lord of all. It's a progression to those levels. Now I want to go down to verse 16. Well, let's go to verse 15. And it came to pass as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord had made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. So I want you to write this down. When Jesus was put into that manger, when he was born, the very idea of Jesus is the illumination and the inspiration of existence. Because he was born, we live forever. Eternity was in that manger. Let me say it again. The idea of Jesus is the illumination. Everybody say illumination. And inspiration of existence. The reason why I exist, because of him. Think about that. Because you had nothing to look forward to at all until he was born. So he could make that supreme sacrifice. The king of kings. The rose of Sherry. The lily of the valley. The bright morning star. Think about that. My God. At the sacrifice of sacrifices. Whoo, what a sacrifice. What a king. My Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? What a priest. A high priest. So what I'm going to say again, the idea of Jesus is the illumination and inspiration of existence. What did he do? That savior, that baby brought something called hope. For the first time after Adam and Eve sinned, there was no hope until he was born. No one could keep the law. They tried it. It, it just showed their sinfulness in an even stronger way. And yet the law was a perfect and wonderful thing. But when Jesus came, Christmas started. Amen. Somebody shout over that. Amen. Think about it. It started right there. You had a right to live forever. He was on a mission. And the, to do what? To bring you to the Father. He came that you might know the Father. See, without the birth of Jesus, the world is nothing but a puzzle. An eternity, a blank. You're born, you live, you die. End of statement. But when he came, he brought such hope that you could live here on earth as it is in heaven. If you'll just believe what he says. All you got to do is believe what he says. See what I'm saying? In other words, you don't have to wait to get to heaven to live heavenly. You can live heavenly on the earth. And you should be living right now at your home like you would be living in your mansion in heaven. He provided that. That baby provided that. He became poor that through his poverty you might become rich. Now he wasn't a poor man, but when you leave heaven, I don't care where you go on the planet earth, you poor. I don't know too many priests that you're riding on gold, walking on gold, pearly gates, diamond, barrel, jasper, honor, anywhere you go. You poe, not poor, you poe, that two letters. <laughs> See, so when you understand that without the birth of Jesus, the world is up, it is a puzzle, an eternity, a blank. See, that's why when I talk to people that don't believe in Jesus, they're, they're a puzzle. They have missing pieces. Yes. They're blank. They have no eternity. Yet they do 
They're going to live an eternity the wrong way. They, they don't realize that God brings an eternity, and eternity should be a wonderful thing, not a judgment thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So without the birth of Jesus, the world is a puzzle, an eternity, a blank. See, without his birth, what happened? Moral life becomes a barren expediency. I'm going to go over this in a minute. Without his birth, morality was born in that manger right there. Without his birth, moral life became a barren expediency. Social life, a hollow shell. Intellectual life, an idle play. Because everything just doesn't make sense. But when he came, just him as a baby, it brought morality like the world has never seen. To such a degree, angels are shouting in heaven. Shepherds are shouting. Magi going crazy. The church ain't saying nothing. They don't have a shout. They have law. Do this or die. But if they went to that stable or roadside inn, if you want to call it as such, if a rabbi would have went with those people who just simply heard the scripture for the first time, believed it, like I said about the Magi, they would have seen what the shepherds have seen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So let me say it again here. I'm going to go over all this if you're writing it down. The idea of Jesus is the illumination and inspiration of existence. Without the birth of Jesus, the world is a puzzle, an eternity, a blank. Without his birth, moral life becomes a barren expediency. It's just barren. In other words, it doesn't produce nothing. Social life, a hollow shell. That's why you're always looking for a party to go to. That's why people wait for the weekend to have, to have a good life. I, have, I live Monday like a weekend because you see, he fills my life with good things. So my life is not a hollow shell. An intellectual life, my intellect is not an idle plan. I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep what I commit to him. What do I commit to him? Everything. Everything in my life, spiritually, physically, financially. What does he commit to me? Everything he has, spiritually, physically, financially. I come boldly to the throne of grace. He comes boldly to my house. We walk together, riding motorcycles together. Lord Jesus, we're friends. You see what I'm saying? That keeps you busy. Let me say it again. Without his birth, moral life becomes a barren expediency. Social life, a hollow shell. Intellectual life, an idle plan. What that birth did, let me go back to this, is get, he gave us hope. Hope is the blueprint of faith. When you have hope, the horizon is wider. And the best is yet to come. You see what I'm saying? When you have hope, when, that, when Jesus came, that's why angels could not contain themselves. This is that night you're supposed to be quiet. People are sleeping. They just start singing, shouting glory in the highest. They singing that song, glory. <laughs> Guess where we got that from? Glory. I mean, they're hollering. People just, what's going on? They couldn't contain themselves. They realized that God had become flesh. Whoo, what a blessing that was. Do you see that? Yet he had become real to some people that had been traveling to get there many months before that. He was setting the world up for hope, a blessed hope. See, what an idle thing. His birth has given us hope. 
the horizon is wider. That's why I believe the unbelievable and receive the impossible because it's doable. That's why I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in and blessed going out. Why is that? Because my horizon is wider. What made it wider was my hope and my faith got it to working. Faith and hope, put them together. They're twin brothers, you know what I'm saying? Faith and patience, twin brothers. So triplets, if you want to call them as such. See, so I hope every day and I faith every day because you see, my faith can't work without hope. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things, not saying, so you got to have hope before you have faith. See, when you have hope, that's in the natural realm. Oh, Lord, because you go by what you see. When you have faith, faith has nothing natural in it. That produces the unnatural, the supernatural, to such a degree. And it's all coming from this little baby who can't talk, just want to sleep. That's probably the only other time God rested right there. He rested on the seventh day, not because he was tired, because he was finished. And he rested on his birthday because he just started. Think about that for a minute. So his birth has given us hope. See, that's what's happening out there. When all people out, it's Christmas Eve. See, they got a little hope. My God, for just a few minutes, kind people doing kind acts. People that don't even think about God at all during the year. You walk up to Merry Christmas, they go, Merry Christmas. They tried to have the holidays, but it didn't last long. They tried the Xmas, and it didn't last long either. Barbara, when you say Merry Christmas, even people that not, not of the Christianity, they'll go, Merry Christmas. Because like, notice the word in front of it, Mary. Mary anointing. Oh, Lord, what a blessing of God that is. See, now when you learn these things, you learn them from a baby because a baby teaches its parents what to do. Because when a baby born, bless God, the baby controls everything. You get up when the baby gets up. You go to bed when the baby goes to bed. You eat when the baby wants to eat. Yeah, they can't talk. But they can show and pull you out of bed. Isn't that amazing? Most powerful person in the house is that baby. And one little smile just makes your day. I like to smile at children, babies. I see them sometimes, they look at me like, their little eyes are the windows of the soul, you know, and I just smile, they go. They love me because my hair's white. They think I'm God. Anyway, I kind of like to think that anyway. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> now watch it. I've learned a lot of things in the Bible and it's such a blessing, but I want you to write this point down and then I'm going to deal with it. So long as we keep learning, we won't become conceited about what we have learned. So long as we keep learning, we won't become conceited about what we have learned. I'm constantly learning. Constantly, all the time. I expect to be blessed in the city, in the field, going in, going out. Why? Because the baby made it happen. If I'd have been living in that time, I'd have got on that camel too and go see who this, this baby is. Because see, what I was looking at was not the baby, the Savior, or what the baby can do. Amen. And it's amazing, even a baby you don't know will bring a smile on your face and a warmness in your heart. Isn't that amazing? So as long as we keep learning, we won't become conceited about what we have learned. You know, and watch it. God put himself in flesh to let Mary teach him. See, you parents, it's your responsibility to teach your children. Not just the mama. 
as a family. The father. That's why the world's so messed up because we don't have many fathers. They won't take their responsibility as a father. Think about that for a minute. When you understand what's going on here, it's your job. So it's your job to teach that child correctly. And you're going to have to teach that child some things they're not going to like. Jesus at 12 years old, let me, let me jump 12 years. He's talking to the priest, the Pharisee, the Sadducee. They needed the Sadducee. They were sad, you see, so he had to talk to them. <laughs> and she got mad at him, but she's the one lost him for three days. Hail Mary, full of grace. She didn't have too much grace right there. She's a little angry at him. He said, woman, I'm about my father's business. Uh oh, something changed that day. See, she never understood the incarnation because the angel didn't tell her that. He told it to Joseph. She had to ponder these things. She had no understanding of that. She just knew something happened, but Joseph had to be told the truth. Joseph was a phenomenal man. We ought to have a Joseph day. Not, uh, not just a St. Joseph Day, I mean a, 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 a Super Joseph Day, just like we have a Super Jesus Day. They both start with the letter J. Well, would you raise somebody else a child? Would you believe your old girlfriend if she says, I'm pregnant and it was an immaculate conception? Or do you need a dream and a big angel to talk to you too? You follow my point? That baby in that manger is God's forgiveness. That baby in that manger is God's forgiveness and God's love toward man. Not long ago, I was walking and I stopped and the lady had a baby. She was just, the baby was just crying. It looked like about maybe, I don't know, 10 months old, nine months old, something like that. And it looked at me and went, and I really, I, 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 I don't know these people. I put my hand out and the lady was glad to give me the baby. The baby immediately stopped crying and just smiled. Put a little head on my chest. So I just kind of pat, pat the child, the little boy, and he just looked at me. And the lady said, he does not do that. I said, he says Jesus in me. She said, who? <laughs> See, there was no room in her heart for Jesus, so she didn't know what the baby knew. Uh-oh. The baby knew more than the parent. Maybe that's the only teaching that baby will ever get. Just that, that, that hope, me holding that child. Lord, put my spirit in that baby. Put what I know in that child. Let, oh, God. Because evidently, mama don't know what's going on here. So that baby in that manger is God's forgiveness and God's love toward mankind. That's why the manger, he's called the living water. You can't live without water. You got to have water. His birth began something. Where did it begin? It began the undoing of the curse. Yes. The curse of sin. It, his birth began the undoing of the curse. And out of this we find personal gratitude and rejoicing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's shout. Why not? Praise God. We have Jesus, the best gift to all of mankind. Now think about that for a minute. The father gave his only begotten son. That's big. That was the ultimate sacrifice and act of generosity. 
That's a fact, ladies and gentlemen. And he gave him so we could become the righteousness of God. We're not servants of God, that we that are born again. We're sons of God, daughters of God who serve. Yes, we serve, but we are in the family. Jesus' birth has given the world all hope if they'll accept it. Every horizon you see is much wider because of Jesus Christ. And the best is yet to come. You know, before I met Jesus Christ, I was without hope. I was evil. I'm not going to lie. I was a chief of sinners. I was so indifferent to God, I didn't care about nobody but myself. I'm telling you, it, it's, but when Jesus came into my life, and that wasn't religion. In fact, I went from religion to relationship and then from relationship to fellowship. When Christ came into my life, it's the greatest gift. It changed me inside and outside. I mean that sincerely. I, I had hope. For the first time in my life, I really, actually realized what life meant. Maybe you're feeling hopeless this holiday season. Jesus can turn that around. Father, right now, save people, heal people, bless people. Lord, Jesus is for them. All they got to do is accept it. As they accept it now, they repent of their sin, a simple prayer, and they receive you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. It's great getting born on Christmas week or in Christmas week. What a blessing of God that is. Whoo, I'm telling you, my Lord. I got born again on Labor Day weekend, 1974, all them years ago. But it, and I tell you what, I have not lost my passion for the Lord Jesus Christ. I enjoy being saved. Welcome to the family if you prayed that little short prayer. It was just that small, but it was that big to get you into the kingdom. Stay right there. I want to show you some wonderful things that are happening. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. Watch this. Be blessed. There's a world that needs to be saved. Our mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus to that world. That is why we here at Jesse the Planet's Ministries believe the unbelievable and operate in the impossible. God is continuing to direct us to expand our outreach to more people in more places and through more ways than ever before. We are advancing into the frontiers of ministry to change more lives through one simple question. Do you know Jesus. Listen to me, it is beginning. The light of Jesus is shining higher and brighter and further than ever. People from all over are responding to the message of Jesus. Nothing can stop the light of God's love from reaching people and changing lives.
Are you ready to experience the Christmas story like never before? In his book, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Jesse Duplantis delivers an insightful, fresh look at the manger and beyond. You'll be inspired to have a higher life of faith as he explores the mysterious ways God moves. Get ready to elevate your character with the characters of Christmas. The most wonderful time of the year. Uncommon lessons from the Christmas story. Order your copy at JDM.org today. You know, our product offer for December is this wonderful book I wrote called The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. It is a blessing. All these sermons that you've been watching, part one, part two, part three, part four, and part five, are based upon this book. And I encourage you to get it because there's even more in the book that will bless your life. Due to time constraints on television, we can't do it all. Get a copy for someone else too. It will make a great Christmas gift any time of the year. How do I get it, Brother Jesse? You go to, go, you go to jdm.org and you'll be blessed by it. The most wonderful time of the year. Partners, thank you. My God, another year of reaching people, changing lives, one soul at a time. This one that's closing out and one that's coming forward. What a blessing of God. Without your faithful financial support, we could not, we, we just couldn't do it. It would be impossible. And it's just such a blessing. You've been so kind. All these years, you have supported this ministry. Never had a financial deficit. It's the most amazing thing. I've had people say, but just how can that be? Trust. We trust each other. We trust God and we do the work of God. It's just that simple. And it's just such a blessing. And I pray the hundredfold for you every day. There'll never be a day go without me and Kathy, without praying for you, you our partner. We got many more projects to do and we're about ready to go into another year, man, full blast, running, hallelujah, as fast as we can run. And I'm bringing you with me. Every place I went this year, I brought you with me. Every healing that happened and bunches of them did. My God, you were part of that. Every salvation and the amount of people that were born again. My God, you were part of that. Your faithful financial support, that seed, did it. 100% of what you gave went in the world evangelism. That's a fact, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't receive any of that. I give that to God's work. Your gift belongs to God, and I thank you. So a special gift in doing the Christmas week. Wouldn't that be a blessing? It don't have to be much. It just shows you appreciation. And, you know, sometimes I, I, when I buy gifts, I, I like giving gifts, but I just like to bless people, people I don't even know, and I've done it so many times. Usually take a daily walk on, at a mall on Christmas Eve just to be blessing people. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't miss next week's special New Year's program coming up. Once again, Merry Christmas. God bless you. Bye-bye. Get fired up with who you really are and take the time to get in His presence and be filled with His glory. God has opened up the door, girls, and we need to walk through it. Kathy Duplantis' Glorious, a conference for women. Register online at jdm.org. For our December partner offer, we have a great message. Listen to this. The idea of God needs to be altered. See, the Bible said that the Word was made flesh. We've been taught our flesh is bad. Well, if it's so bad, why was God made flesh? This message is going to show you a whole different view of God. And that's going to give you a different view of yourself. Go to JDM.org to order your copy today. Did you know angels are real and many of them are here today? God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. 
You are unique in God's creation, and the hidden help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org.